Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. Yes. Welcome to Side Stories, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with the innocent Henry Zabrowski. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. <laughs> you ain't got to say too much. I'm looking in your eyes. I could tell you want to fuck. Terrible. Man, that old video, dude. I've been re-watching that from the stream from like seven years ago. Yeah, very long time ago. I, I had a love that faint video. memory of it. And that reminded me of my favorite song. That we played on uh, on the stream, which yeah. is I Screaming Inside My Head. Oh, yeah. I, I Screaming Inside My Head. We got to put that back up. Oh, we got to find that. Oh, no. We got to isolate that. Oh, boy. That. I Screaming. <laughs> so good. Um, we got a bit of an update. Side stories. Now, you you weren't here when we were covering the long, sordid pathway of the Somerset Gimp. No. No, now, no, no. The Somerset Gimp was a man. You would wear a Gimp outfit. In the, the very nice, as we you now know, the very nice, like, little humble villages in the UK, right? Sure. This cute little place. Looked like fucking Downton Abbey's. All the, the servants live there. Bucolic. In a way. And then <laughs> this guy, right? People got mad because this guy, which I understand why, is that he would come up to you. He'd wear a full gimp suit. Mm-hmm. They're not used to seeing it. It ain't San Francisco in mm-hmm. Somerset, mm-hmm. right? And they see him come up to you. The main issue was that he would rub himself aggressively sexually. He'd moan a lot, and then uh-huh. he'd roll around on the ground and say, like, you know, but spank me, fuck me. I want to be fucked. I'm, I want to fuck my dad. I want to fuck but me. Spank me, fuck me. I yeah, want to be fucked. Spank me, daddy. Yeah. Fake, yeah. Spank me, daddy. You know what I mean? And everyone got mad, right? It was yeah. bad. He, he was pressing it on people. Very but now, the Somerset game was caught, and it was identified as Joshua Hunt, 32, looking like uh, Prince Harry's stunt double. Okay. Now, you're saying that they caught the Somerset Gimp. This man is oh, yeah. denying that he is the Somerset Gimp. Yes. He is expe- and you know what? I believe him. I, it's interesting to go in that specific. So he has now been found guilty. So by the by the eyes of the wicked judges, he <laughs> is the Somerset Gimp. But according to him, he is not the Somerset Gimp. He just happened to be in North Somerset. And he said, quote, the outfit I wear is not anything to do with a gimp. It does, though. Joshua Hunt, <laughs> a gardener, all right, because you could have dressed like a gardener and done it. He accepted, yes, he had previously made searches on his phone for stories about the Somerset gimp. About, about the Somerset gimp. He was just interested. He was doing work. He was prepping. Perhaps he saw a peer, a colleague. Maybe he 
what do we do here a lot of times, right? I try not to pay attention to other podcasts mm-hmm. that I don't want to step on. I don't want any of that shit to get in my head as I'm sure. improving. I don't want to deal here. with any of it. But I've never listened to a true crime podcast in my entire life. Well, I listen to the hardcore ones. Mm-hmm. I listen to serious true crime podcasts. I don't listen to funny ones because I don't want to hear what you joke about because, I'm, you know, again, I don't want it to pop into my brain. Of course. And so maybe he's trying to find a way to avoid like that kind of parallel thinking. <laughs> he doesn't want a Carlos Mencia himself uh-huh. in the version of copying the Somerset Gump, mm-hmm. right? Because he figured out, oh, he's the master. What am I going to do? I'm going to get in a gimp game. I'm going to get in a roll around and touch myself game when that guy's already the Hulk Hogan of the entire fucking side. Right? <laughs> I can't get up in there. Right? So maybe he thought I would do it. So what he did is that the way he separated himself from the Somerset Gimp is that he said he would don his quote unquote, he's calling it a black costume. Mm-hmm. But his thing was to go mudding. Mm-hmm. Now, this is different because in America, mudding is a largely the, uh, the uh, how do you put it? It is the pursuit of men that like to get drunk in the morning and drive their own pickup. Yeah, mudding. Yeah, so mudding is yeah. that you, you drive cars in the mud. Yeah. And some other guy with a cool ass fucking, like a, either a pickup truck, something, right? He drags you out of the mud. It's fun. <laughs> it's where 12 year olds get to have a couple of natty lights. Yeah. Kick them back with their father. You know Doing what I mean? Doing donuts. Doing donuts. Yeah. It's a really fun time. It's the first time you get finger banged by your aunt. <laughs> right? It's awesome. Mudden is fun. But according to him, what they do in the UK, mudden, they go for him, which to cover himself in shite because he had low self esteem. Now, I, this is why I believe this man completely. Because, again, through YouTube, through the stream, I became very familiar with the UK mudding scene. And because the septic man. Well, the septic man's American. The mudding mm. scene is something different altogether. We have These- more, we have actually more room for bigger, <laughs> larger, more cavernous, labyrinthian septic areas. Yeah, the, the septic tank guy, I believe, is American. The man who, of course, get dresses in the uh, the airtight rubber suit, yes. you know, and he get, breathes and breathes. He gets himself psyched up, and he goes down into the septic tank and comes back up again. He films the whole thing. It's very disturbing. Mudding in the UK, I've seen many, many videos mm. of people who go to farms, and I have heard tell that they pay these farmers cash money. Sure. To roll around in the shit, to Why roll not? around in the manure, to hey. roll around in the shit. You know, get the cows out of here for 10 minutes. Let me roll around. I'll give you 20 bucks. It ain't a crime. It's not a crime at it all. Fi- it fills the farmer's afternoon. <laughs> you know, because he didn't say, hey, maybe you could take care of some of that shit, put it over there. You know what I mean? He'd probably love it. Mm-hmm. He'd get some shoveling in, get some cardio in there, because I don't know how much the mudding, I guess the twisting and the rolling around can actually do a lot of core strength work for you. I, there's a lot of twisting and rolling around. But he says here is that he was, a, so he wore a black outfit, and he said and the worst part was that it's because his, his self-esteem had gotten so low, is that what he was hoping was that he could roll so far into the street and that someone would run him over with his car, right? And so, but he, he holds firm, saying, I'm not a gimp. I don't own a gimp suit. I'm not in a gimp suit. I'm not dangerous. I'm a normal person. I've got a few problems. <laughs> I need help. He does. Basically, you do. He just needs help, right? And he says that my mental health has deteriorated rapidly. You know, I'm in crisis. I was attempting to kill myself. I was not attempting to scare anybody. I'm crying out for help. And I'm like, help with my mental health. <laughs> right, and I understand he. <laughs> Is that how you hear British people? <laughs> but he said, so it's interesting because then the 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 police they clap back. 
saying that number one, um, you looked up the terms and you were you were obviously very interested in the stories of the Somerset Gamp. Sure. Um, and then he had written a journal detailing a story about a character called Jack, who had bought a black rubber suit and made a mask out of tights with a face pointed on. He wrote that the face was like something out of a horror film that would scare the life out of anyone. Well, so that does yes, ah, uh, but does that it, maybe? Hmm. I'm not sure if intent shows. It does. <laughs> it does. They did rule in the court of law that it did. But I think that I, well, I think it does. I well, I, I mean, it's interesting what they charged him with, though. This is a very odd crime that I did not know was a crime in the UK. How is this a crime? It's certainly not a crime in the US. No, it's just different. It's how they view consent laws he out was, in public. He was no, he was charged with frightening passing drivers. Yeah, I think that's that, the law is that you can't frighten passing drivers. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know what they do with me, man. I fucking, I got my Lambo crusher. What the fuck is a Lambo crusher? We have a like another, it's like our Toyota like Highlander, or whatever. Uh-huh. I got it's all fucked up, right? I like I fucked it up accidentally, <laughs> and it's nice because what I like to do is I drive around and if you drive and you see someone. Like in a Lambo, you can fucking go right at him. Oh, Lamborghini. That's my Lambo crusher. Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Fucking don't know what I'm not going to do. You know what I mean? But that's my American liberty. (laughs) Yeah, man. I could could run a Lambo off the road with my Subaru. Oh, yeah. Those things are The Outbacks are stronger than people think they are. They they say that they're entry-level SUVs for people who aren't ready for SUVs yet. They say that, sure. Who's not ready for an SUV? It's not a fucking (laughs) stallion. But I'm low to the ground. That's the thing. I'm big. I'm low to the ground. I can fucking pop a Lambo off. Off the road. I can pop, pop a Porsche off the road. I think I could pop an SUV off the road because that fucker's going to be top heavy. He's going to go up, down. Not, I can pop a fucking Land Rover. Oh, I know you can. I think it would be interesting because you guys, I mean, you never see a Subaru go aggro unless no. it turns out it's some seven year old librarian with terminal cancer who's deciding <laughs> to go Mad Max, which honestly, not a bad idea. <laughs> not a bad idea. You know, because again, get it out. Fucking put your chaos on others. But if we agree with the court of law, though, Marcus, we're going to have to wrap this up and say, yes, the Somerset Kemp has been caught. He has been punished. I do not agree with you in that the court never said that he was the Somerset Kemp. The press said that he was the Somerset Kemp, and he said that he was not the Somerset Kemp. He was not charged with any of the Somerset Kemp's crimes. Maybe this is like Batman. (laughs) This is not a man. This is a symbol, right? This is this is a uh, an archetype to Uh be filled and that we'll see. Because maybe the Somerset Gimp is gone, but maybe he's not. Because maybe one night, the signal will show, and the hero will come. Not the hero that they want, <laughs> but the hero that they deserve. Agreed. And I don't want them to be sexually menaced. <laughs> I'm saying that on camera. Yeah. I don't want them to be sexually menaced, but, you know, maybe this time the Somerset Gimp can come back, help the kids. Well, <laughs> If he saved, all he has to do, I bet you, if you could save one family out of a taxi that's about to sink into a river, Mm -hmm. right? If you could save one family like that, a lot of people wouldn't care if he rides around as much. As much. He just needs to be more pro-social. I think so, yeah. But perhaps this new type of gimp might be a big inspiration. Maybe the gimps are evolving. Maybe the gimps are becoming something different than what we ever hoped they could be. I just say, cause, but I do understand one one of the big issues with being a gimp is you have a hard time being a self-starter. Yeah. And you have a hard time really you driving dependent yourself. on others because that's, that's the, the kind of the point that's of the, the gimp. That's the whole idea. The whole idea of the yes. gimp is that you are subservient to another person. Yeah. So, so it's, it is so, difficult. He so, needs a boss. So if a gimp is autonomous, Take is right. it truly a gimp? If you're a gimp, right, you go be good now. <laughs> you go be good now, doggy. All right, I'm gonna give you the flock of your life, you little bitch. 
All right? So you get out there and you help a family. All right? Make your daddy hard. Make your daddy hard. Okay? Here we go. See? Now they've got, now they've got a full afternoon planned. <laughs> go help a child, you fucking pig. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Well, see- I've done all that I can do. <laughs> you really have. You really have. Um, and I would also like our gimps to write in a side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. If you believe that a gimp can be autonomous or if a gimp is by definition must be uh, connected to a master. Well, how does it work when you sign one of those contracts? Cause you know, people do that where they'll have like, it is uh, an, obviously it's a sexual game, but there are, there is sometimes people do have contracts mm-hmm. where you agree to be their slave for a certain period of time where sure. you sign the thing where you go and you act like their dog and you do a thing. And I feel like partially the contracts are part of like the, the game of it a little mm. bit, making it a really permanent, but I don't know if it holds up. In, I don't think it holds up in a court of law. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if there is spank court, <laughs> which would be incredible. BDSM court would both be extremely fascinating and also very boring. Yes. Because most BDSM people, as we know, they get it all out with the spanks. And the rest of the time, they're like, uh, have you tried the new Quicken update? Uh, you check my, my profile on LinkedIn? I don't know. Shots fired. Shots fired. Let's get. Let's see the GIMP community fire back. Oh, actually, if you can. But also, don't hurt me. No, leave no marks. Um, <laughs> speaking of taking a shot. Now, this is one of those stories that came in last minute that I am was extremely excited about. It's in the UK, and I could see it. Have you seen this thing about the naked opera singer? Have you seen this? No. Hey, have you seen this? I have not. Have you checked the town here yet? <laughs> this is a wonderful story, and I, and I feel it in my bones. Wow. That I'm going to be this guy, maybe, if everything can hold. I want Natalie. Natalie's going to obviously live past me. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I don't get here, but we'll see. Now, this story's fantastic. Naked opera singer, armed with bow and arrow, goes on a rampage at a care home. <laughs> now, I love this because number one, it's his name is Mark Holland. I think the, the rampage is real. Yeah. He did legitimately go on a rampage, which I also I appreciate. Of course. Because if you're going to do it, if they're going to label a little rampage, sometimes it's kind of like, it's like when guys come in and steal a bunch of Louis Vuitton bags where it's like, fuck it. All right. They're all insured. Who gives a shit? Yeah. This is a rampage. Yeah. This is incredible. I'm reading a little bit about this story. I mean, but a rampage. The weapon that he used is not a weapon that I would associate with a rampage. Pre the pre-assault, you will see. <laughs> pre his first wave. So okay. there's a man by the name of Mark Holland, 63 years fun, which is kind of young to be in a care home, but apparently he was voluntarily at a care home. Um, he went on a rampage when he was told he wasn't allowed to go shopping. So he was supposed to go shopping. If you guys don't know, I don't know if you anybody had put a, somebody in a home with like my grandmother, my, my horrible grandmother, where we had to go. And she was kind of allowed out on leave every once in a while. So she'd go like ruin the the, the days of everyone at the Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd take them out on chains. <laughs> they'd come out do and they'd do the long elephant walk, like out from the fucking the, the care home out to the public. So yeah. they'd go to the quilt store or whatever. Yeah. Like you know? a bunch of th- like when they uh, take four year olds out for walks in yes. New York City. And they were giving her a bunch of fake money and then they pay with fake money. But then, the, the you know, the care director has to come and pay with real money. Mm-hmm. And then my grandmother's being like, oh, these men in here trying to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like, I don't know, Grandma. I don't know if the pussy be pop. Um, we'll find out. Now, uh, this guy, who they label as, so Mark Holland, back to the story, who they label as a successful baritone. Mm-hmm. He's performed worldwide. So he lost his temper when he wasn't allowed out on his elephant walk. They please, quote, unquote, laid siege to the Belmar Nursing Home in Lytham, St. Anne, Lancashire, on October 2nd. 
they had to close the road because this guy, I mean, he was going, he was going nuts. All right. Um, and then he didn't stop until he was struck three times with a taser. <laughs> this motherfucker was on one. You are skipping over why he was not allowed to go out into the world. Oh, he was visibly intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was winning. <laughs> he was very much visibly intoxicated. Uh, so he was, uh, he was normally allowed his freedom because he was voluntarily there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then a quote unquote, I guess they had fear. They asked him, they were like, oh, yeah, all right, you know, normally we all love you around here. We love you sing. I love you. I love you to dance. You love your love your presence, right? You seem to be getting a little uh, tipsy there. And he was like, oh, "I want to succulent Chinese meat." <laughs> like he immediately That's went. Exactly who that man yes. is. <laughs> I was promised a succulent Chinese, Chinese meal. This man, he has touched my penis. <laughs> One of my favorite videos of all time. So he flipped out. So, according to the prosecutor, he said, "Now a disgruntled Holland." This is according to the Independent. He suddenly broke out. Into song. Uh, ah, yes. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> come a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, he's a baritone, so it'd be like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, and then he ran, he broke into song, and then went to his room. For me, it was probably big last one, being like, I told I had coffee, yo. And then he popped out of his room. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, okay. He threatened staff. They they called the police. And then um he came out with his bow and arrow with metal tipped his metal tipped arrows. He said that he caused twenty eight hundred pounds worth of damage to the home. He broke doors. He set up fire extinguishers, <laughs> threw concrete blocks at a visitor's car. Okay, this That's is a rampage. A this is a rampage. Is a rampage. <laughs> he did as much as he could with as little arm strength as he had. I don't know, man. A 62-year-old is still capable of doing a lot of damage. Oh, believe me. Look at what we got in the White House. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shots fired. Got you, Biden. He hasn't been 62 since the 90s. Wow. <laughs> Unsettling. Unsettling. No. Yeah. Oh, no. My father at 62. My God can do... He can do... My my dad's older than 62. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he can do a you, lot of damage. Yo, yeah. Oh, I bet your your father could take over most of that town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you give, I do. I wouldn't put him past him. You give him a couple automatic guns and you give him some dynamite and stuff. Like, I really feel like he could do quite a bit. I don't think he'd even need the guns. I think just by sheer power, force of personality, he could well, do it. It's about what you hit. Yeah. He's got to go right to the water tower. <laughs> That's the main key. That if you get at the water tower, you can really do a lot of a lot of va- vaguely controlled damage to a town. I don't know. I, I know where the water tower is in Jayton, Texas. And I think if you took down that water tower, it might fall on the co-op. It but might fall, but thirsty. It- <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But most people actually don't drink the the groundwater there because it's poison. Great. Yeah, my parents can't drink the groundwater at their own home because it's just salt poison. We just have to figure out how he gets a hold of the mayor. But we're gonna talk about that after the show. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if he knows who the mayor is. We'll have to find out. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> um so then he went crazy. So back to this man, he said that the incident, quote unquote, escalated quickly. They brought in a train negotiator think that he was going to take a hostage <laughs> and this is all because he couldn't go to the fucking the tesco yeah the tesco he just wanted to go to the store right he then he came out so he's naked he came out this is the main issue is that he used the bow and arrow on the police <laughs> now this is according to the police officer i had never faced this level of threat before he was preparing to shoot an arrow and then taking direct aim at us 
And she said at this point that she and her colleagues retaliated with Taylor's. And man, they just got him and they zapped him and they zapped him and they zapped him. Yeah. And he finally went down. Yeah, but the he, the arrow only fired a few feet because the bowstring broke. It wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't, it wasn't ready for battle. Because <laughs> in his head, he's going, hold, <laughs> hold. You know, like it's Braveheart. Yeah. He's got all Legolas's next to him. <laughs> as soon as this is over, my dear boy, we kiss. <laughs> Ah. He's been waiting for years. Like so as soon as I, as soon as soon as I pop off, this bow and arrow low. is going to be my number one weapon. And then all of a sudden, um, yeah, they tased the fucking shit out of him. And then uh, they uh, they really just said straight. You know, his lawyer came out and said, "Hey, in his defense, they always knew we had the bow and arrow." <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that that's, that was the first. Be like, hey, now, hey, they allowed him to have that set. Yeah. He was allowed to do this up to a certain point. You don't think this guy is not going to go on a rampage? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's only no. a few feet. Wow. No. They got him six months in prison. Uh, that's incredible. And yeah. he also had to pay $2,800 to the home, sure. $250 compensation to the car owner. That's actually not bad. And $250 each in compensation to the staff involved in the evacuation of residents. Honestly, that's like a nice tip. Yeah. I, I just go around and be like, hey, hey, sorry about the rampage. You know what I mean? You put you put the money in somebody's hands. Yeah, yeah. Be like, hey, just so you know, that rampage between you and me, it's over. <laughs> I ain't doing it no more. Right? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Man, you just, you can never get queens out of your bones. No, it's dude. Just, hey, just, that's how my father did everything. I know. Everything was that he loved that. And I, I did it once. It, it is fun. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to do, try to get your table faster yeah. at a restaurant. Just a little like, bit of money. Hey, I do. And I just want to say thank you so much for what you, when you take it, you have the money in here and you, pump, you pump, give them their palms and stuff. Mm -hmm. Nothing, it doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't. But you gave that man $20. <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice to see. Yeah, but unfortunately, I mean, this guy, the reason why he went on a rampage is because I think he was quite possibly, I, I think he was one of those guys that lived with his mother because he went into the home after his mother died mm. and he was uh, quite depressed. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And he, things just went badly. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't in a good spot. <laughs> you know, you don't go on a nude rampage at your, your care home where you're far too young to be in. Yeah. You don't do that unless things are like, not crushing it bad yeah you're not you're not there just because after you just did a tour on a cruise <laughs> i think you know the I mean? only thing that is keeping me and you from going on rampages is responsibility i have a lot of work to do we have a lot of work to do no and i don't you know you know what it's true about that i'm not ready to, how do i put this i'm not ready to feel that free yeah that feeling that's very you know, scary that freedom I, the thing about heath ledger you know what i mean it's the same face as heath ledger when he's driving the cop car in, in uh, Dark Knight, mm -hmm. and he's got that wind blowing through his hair and stuff. Like, I long for that. Yeah, so do I. You know, we'll get there, though. Complete and total freedom yeah, from no, anything. No, unhinged, untethered, yeah. unbothered, mm -hmm. in my lane. Yeah, just watch, In other people's lanes. Watching the world burn. Oh, yeah, but we'll get there. Yeah, making, the, wanting to watch the world burn. Fingers crossed for our 60s. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Live from your grave. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. 
as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly, you know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at four o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, my job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. 
Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know what I've learned from the news is that it is never too late to go absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> have you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <clears throat> heard about this? This is a new Chad Daybell side story. This is something else. No, I haven't. It's being attached to the same church. It, it's not in. It's in the articles that Joel sent us. This doomsday family, the one in Arizona. Yes, this ah, family, the oh, Thibodeau this is, family. This is related to the Chad Daybell story. We are. It is coming out now that the the. Uh, it seems like the family has been radicalized by the same set of. So we have it in our house right now. There's a book called Vision of God mm-hmm. that is a Natalie's obsessed with it, obviously, that talks about the origins and sort of like it's a how to starter book of how to do one of the break off Mormon like franchise cults. Sure. You know, it's very interesting. And they all use this Chad Daybell model. It's talking about people who had near death experiences that went up, saw something that they can't take back yeah. and then came back and said, guys, I know. I'm a dumpy piece of shit, 195 pounds, named Traffelin. You know what I mean? <laughs> My name is like Traffelin Jones, and I'm the worst. I'm the, I was just a dish salesman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even though we don't even have dishes, you know what I mean? That style. But I just, I didn't, I didn't know if you guys knew. I'm Jesus Christ, and yeah. everyone goes like, "Whoa, yeah. holy fucking shit!" And he has a podcast. <laughs> There's a bunch of this. Can we move to the middle of nowhere that's and just, cut ourselves off from society completely? That's what this group did. So yes. now we're knowing that a young man by the name of Blaze Thibodeau, who's 16 years old, he's gone missing. He was reported missing um, uh, by his father. Ben. 16 years old. Yes, he's 16 years old, and he was reported missing by his father. Ben Thibodeau. Now it seems like Ben Thibodeau. Hmm? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just Ben Thibodeau is. Uh, <laughs> it's it's very, a, it's very funny. Well, you know what it's about. Yeah, Ben Thibodeau just sounds <laughs> like um ah oh God. It's uh it's definitely Cajun. It's not more yeah. Cajun than I thought it would be. Yeah, Ben Thibodeau. Ben Thibodeau. Right, so he they believe that his son Blaze Thibodeau has been taken by his wife <laughs> Spring Thibodeau. <laughs> That have also, we are in uh, cahoots with a man by the name of Brooke Hale, mm-hmm. which is surprising a lot in Arizona of men with normally ladies' names. Yeah, Brooke. That's it. That is interesting. Yeah. So Brooke yeah. Hale, who is Spring's brother, so his uncle, mm-hmm. they have disappeared. Uh, they have gone to guess where from Arizona, straight to the heart of the Chad Daybell, Lori Vallow story. Idaho Falls. Mm-hmm. They're going to Idaho. They took out 50 grand um, of their personal money and they have gone sight unseen because they believe this is according to the father, Ben Thibodeau, who now, like, you know, back in the day when everyone was saying, like, when the first victims of Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell were talking about how, like, they're saying they're Jesus Christ, I'm a zombie, you know, all of the police, like, laughed at him, saying, yeah. like, you're fucking crazy. Now we maybe, this might hold a little bit more weight after that because it's the same fucking crew. So according to Ben Thibodeau, they see him as a Davidic servant, quote-unquote chosen individual. This is Blaze Thibodeau, the youngest son, who plays a significant role in the Savior's return. They feel they needed to take him to an undisclosed location where he, where he would receive his calling and understand his role in the second coming. Uh, I fear for his safety, especially my son is contentious, rebellious, or belligerent, if he is, because... 
then they might find out that the download from Jesus Christ ain't happening, and now we need to do our own download of shooting him in the back of the head, yeah. which is what happened to everybody else that crossed the paths of Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell. No, I actually wonder if these guys, if it's just like, if it's the same crew pushing the same stuff, or if this is, again, another franchisee moment. Well, what it sounds like is that these are just, these are more people that are offshoots of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes. Like, all these people are Mormon. Uh, they become fascinated with these second coming stories. They I, become fascinated with these uh, doomsday guys narratives. Guys coming back from the, especially near-death experiences where yeah. guys come back and say, I saw heaven and I saw hell. And I tell you, oh, what? If you had a coin, you'd choose heaven. And you're like, yeah, I'd choose heaven. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of I'd course, I'm going to go fucking heaven, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, of course. But yes, it is, he is, uh, they, it's a slow ramp up. But this is an interesting thing about a doom. I've never heard this facet of a doomsday cult before because this kid Blaze Thibodeau, they're not saying that he's the second coming of no, Jesus he's the Christ. Vessel. He's the vessel. I think they're saying that like he is a Davidic servant. Like he's the one who will bring about the person who will be Jesus Christ, but he is not Jesus Christ himself. Well, that's also how you at you again, Somerset Gimp style, how you <laughs> add to your own lore without stepping on the other lores. Interesting. All right, because again, you have this has to fit into the Jesus CU. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it has, has JCU. Yeah. It has to fit in. So you have to kind of figure out where are we positioning. Obviously, if it's within the same teaching group of Chad Daybell, Lori Vallow, well, obviously Lori Vallow is Jesus Christ right now. Right. Unless Jesus Christ jumped out as soon as she said she got caught. Maybe. I don't know. It could be. I have no idea what these people think. I think the connection between these people, I think it's just places where Mormons live. It I think is, that's just where, I think that's why they happen to be in the same areas. It's just, they, these are concentrations of Mormons, sure. as we know, like to congregate among their own. My other, my, I wonder Idaho's also. a big Mormon uh, state. But why don't they just do meth? Most people that <laughs> are this level. What? But you know what I mean? Like, you know how we talk about how meth finds its ways into like suburban families because it sure. injects a bunch of excitement and drama. And you get to meet a guy named Snake <laughs> and you get to go like do all these like fun things and everybody's like worried about you. And so you get all the attention and uh -huh. you become the new problematic person, even though you were like a kindergarten teacher like the day before. But now you're a full fucking meth head and you're like <laughs> stealing hubcaps and shit. And every, you know, like you're, you're getting like a feed from it yeah. kind of in a way. It feels like they're doing it for the same reasons. Like they started, so which I did not know, the Latter-day Saints, they are taught straight up to have a preparedness for the, something like the old, the, the end times, right. right? Basic supply of food and water and some money and savings. So, report, but in the Latter-day Saints. without going to extremes. Without going to extremes. Right, basically a go-back. Every Mormon's supposed to have a go-back. Yes, and now they're starting to slowly but surely this ramped up in her mind. Uh, they started getting worse, spending more and more money on survival gear, guns, you know, very hack. At this point. But this also makes sense when you look at the history of the Mormons, because in the early days of the Mormons, and they're all about early days, they're all about going back to their ancestors, except for, you know, the inconvenient truths about those ancestors. Uh, but remember, they got they used to be chased from place to oh, place to yes. place. And they were a, a lot of times chased out overnight. Like they oh, would yes. be invaded. They would be, you know, but chased out with pitchforks and torches, literally pitchforks and torches. Oh, yeah. But according to Blaze's brother. This is like one of the breaks of this is kind of what happened is that they were running out of town. 
You know, I love my mom. She's the love of my life. And she comes in and she says, it's time to go. And I'm not coming back. It's one of those experiences where part of you is like, I can't let you go. I have to go with you, even if it makes no logical sense, because that's the one you love. She's everything that I have. But deep down inside of me, I knew that this couldn't be. The world is going to keep spinning. I told her, I can't do it. I can't do it. So they have all these people. It's so, I also find it really interesting when these people all have extreme fringe beliefs yeah. kind of out of nowhere and the rest of the family saying no yeah everybody else is saying no but then you still choose this dumpy fuck from idaho like you're gonna believe this guy why do people do that it's like q man it's the same shit it's but the, you got it's- to at least q is a mystery inside the computer <laughs> this is a doughy khakied piece of shit you can see but it's the same exact thing where it's people's lives are extraordinarily boring and in the past before we were in like ever all pervasive when it comes to media when it comes to entertainment when it comes to you know narratives being pushed down our throat all the time yes you know people want to be a part of a story like they don't but most people don't want to or I, I think a lot some people don't want to accept that lives aren't narratives lives aren't stories lives sure. are weird and they go they take they sometimes. take jumps they yeah. take jumps and you don't know because again but they want to create them they want to insert themselves into a story to make their life seem far more important than you know than it may be I utterly agree I also think that there is a pattern patterns you can see with humankind yeah. But humans are extremely unpredictable. Yes. Like once you get into the granular, <laughs> yeah. it is very, very unpredictable because they all talk about how like this kind of came out of nowhere. They all of a sudden they were gone. The mom straight this mom is saying, um, if if we're gonna see how things happen, I'm gonna be gone for a few years. Yeah. And we're gonna see if we're back <laughs> together after that. And you're like, whoa, yeah, that's strange. The the uncle. He wrote a two and a half page last will and testament letter to his kids before disappearing, withdrew 50 grand. He divided his assets between his children. Um, and he said, according to this, according to his last will and testament, if you're reading this right now, it means that I'm gone. I didn't know where I'm going. I was not told. You will not see me for some time. How long? I do not know, but I will see you again. Which sounds like a threat. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going where you if you're not telling me. Yeah. If you're not telling me where we're going, like, that's my main thing with the cult, at least with LRH, you know, God bless him. He kept it in one place. No. You know, what are you talking about? The Sea Org? They were zipping and zapping all around the earth. One boat. <laughs> They're on that boat. So you're in the same boat all the time. You're just on that boat. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Yeah, sure. You, you know, you're going towards land. <laughs> Eventually. But really, maybe honestly, not for a while, though. No, you're on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where you are. You're told that you're on the boat and the boat is going to boat. Yeah, boat's good boat. But hey, at least that's something. Yeah. At least I know I got LRH there. You He's got, looking good. You got corgis. I love my corgis. I love being a 12 year old messenger. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's a, that would be cool. Yeah. But this is, again, if they just show up and they just say, like, Ken, it's just some guy who looks like a target manager. <laughs> Who's telling you that you're going to join him in the in the ultimate fight against the devil? And not only that, but these people, they went and they spent so much money on survival gear. They spent money on cold weather survival gear. Oh, like yeah. They, bought, they went like, to Idaho. Yeah, they went to Idaho. There's Actually, there's some speculation they may have crossed the border over into Canada. And that they Does may Canada be, take them? And they may be living in the Canadian wilderness. I don't know if Canada takes them. 
I mean, they're just American citizens. I guess Canada. Now. I mean, you can just go over that. I mean, we've driven into in and out of Canada plenty of times, and they all they did was, "Oh, you're a comedian, eh?" No, and I don't want to. Yes, I know. Each time, <laughs> tell me a joke. <laughs> oh, you're so kind of UL. You look kind of stupid. So you must be one. And you're like, great. <laughs> you know, here in Canada, we have a long uh, tradition of comedy. We're known as funny people. Yeah, you know? we know. And then we fucking take your best ones. <laughs> we take your best ones and we bring them over here because Actra which is their version of the union, does not pay well. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate. Yeah. I guarantee you Kevin McDonald doesn't live in Toronto. No, not anymore. Or no, Toronto. He might. He might? I don't know. He might He might not be a traitor <laughs> to his people. Um, but this story we are going to, uh, we'll follow this as it goes. Uh, it is wild, though, that it all goes back to the same fucking books. Yeah. It's the same stuff. It really and, is. And it kind of almost feels, I was talking about this with Natalie. She showed me this where it's like, it almost felt like now that Lori and Chad were sort of like end of their news cycle because the Chad, Day, I don't know when the Chad Daybell trial starts. Yeah. But now that Lori Vallow got found guilty and Chad Daybell will probably, the same thing will probably happen to him, I imagine. Um, maybe they're like, it's a shot. Yeah. Now yeah. we can, now we can be the top Mormons. But the problem is, is that Lori Vallow fucking was like kind of hot for Idaho, right? She looked good. Yeah. She looked like she might be Lady Christ. And then Chad Daybell looked just enough like Winnie the Pooh for people to, I guess, have some form of, I, I, I don't know what the feeling is. You like Winnie the Pooh. You're looking at him. You kind of <laughs> connect the two. <laughs> right? Yeah. Lori Daybell. Severe. Severe looking well, person. She got crazier. She went. She was tight. She was an Idaho 11 yeah. for a long time. <laughs> right? She got, she looked good. And then she got more severe because then she was like putting berry juice on her fucking lips and shit uh, in prison. Yeah, and, yeah, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be a problem for the old skin. Yeah, people got you know what are you gonna do? That's what you got in jail. You can get I think you can get some makeup, but not like Avon. I don't know what's good. I've been planning on foraging lately. What do you mean foraging for food? Why? Because I was watching that there was that one girl in the new season of British Bake Off. She's been foraging a lot. That's sad. And, <laughs> Is what she likes to do. It's her thing is that she forages. What do you mean? Steal? No, you go out into the woods and you find ingredients to cook with that are grown naturally. Like yeah, you go out and you find some nettle. This is the, the desert. No. We're in the desert. There's no, nothing here. I could drive an hour and go to the mountains. I can find things. Yeah, before. I can berries. Get pine cones. <laughs> I can, I'm sure there would be some nettles. I don't some know. Grass. If I don't know if you're going to find enough berries to sustain you in Carolina. No, you know, you go and you get the berries, you forage, and then you bring them back home and you use them as ingredients in food that you cook. Foraging. It's at the store. <laughs> you go get those berries right at the store and then so many more berries. No, Fresher berries. I mean, I'm not going to do berries because berries are very, you know, you can easily end up then with. Then what is he going to do? He just said berries was the first thing he was going to do. Oh, no, I said nettles as well. What does nettles do? They look scrumptious. I know you can make a tea, but I think it's. the. Uh, you can eat them. You can put them into bread. She put them into her bread for bread week. Um, yeah, I know. I saw that. What do nettles <laughs> taste like? That was it. This is a good season. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I like it. Yeah, there are some people saying that it's boring, and I yeah, think... Yeah, that's the point. That's the fucking point. <laughs> you know what? You know what I'll say, though? It's too body. 
They're going a little blue this season, they, they and I don't are, like it. They're laughing a lot they're, more they're, at bottoms and saying balls, and, and they're, they're doing it more balls and nuts and all that. They're Let too, them have it, their fun. I, you know what? But I watched the Great British Bake Off because I don't want. I want something that's wholesome and fun, and I don't want to think about yeah. men's testicles. I don't know, but then yeah. the other versions. I already of have it, a hard enough time watching that old woman put food in her mouth. I'll fuck. I'll fuck Pro. <laughs> I will have sex with. Prue. It's not as bad as Mary Berry watching no. her hey, eat. Scrammy. No, we've done Mary Berry mouth many times. So. I say Prue's mouth is starting to get a little. It's starting to. It's starting to get the same area. I say let them have their fun. It's better like this. They got to get it out because if not, again, how many more gimps do we need? (laughs) That's where they get it out. According to Nettles, it says they taste like a mix between spinach and cucumber. I guess that's fine. Sounds incredible. I I love spinach. I love cucumber. I don't even know if we have nettles. I don't know if we do. I don't think you can find them occurring naturally. Not but here. I, no, I think you'll have to go to fucking Whole Foods <laughs> and get your fucking forage your way through the Amazon store. I bet I'll find something to eat out there in that forest. You will. But you know who didn't? This guy. From your grave. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it, and she loved it, and she wore it when we went on vacation, and my own, did everybody come around being like, where'd you get that piece, you beautiful woman? And I was like, stop talking to my wife. She's spoken for, you can see it with the Blue Nile bling she's got on her. Right now, get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? 
Oh my God, you bet. Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with your seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. This is a good fucking story because there is, this is one of my true, this is a nightmare. Have you seen this about this guy? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? You know about this? Have you seen this? All right. This was a guy. Missing Nebraska man. Oh, this one. Ah. This is fucked. Ah, this is my worst fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. Missing Nebraska man heard screaming for help weeks before body found in chimney. Ah. Ah. 29-year-old Zachariah Andrews. Now, just no one did anything. No one, no one did. No, they did. They tried. They, <laughs> they did try hard enough. They tr- no, they didn't try hard enough. But no. they did do something. There they- is a difference. <laughs> All right, let me get to the details. So he was found last week, more than a month after. Okay, this is the thing. Mysterious screams for help <laughs> were heard inside of a Norfolk area apartment building. He was positively identified. And he was discovered by a maintenance worker on October 19th. I'm sorry to you, maintenance maintenance worker. That shouldn't be what you have to deal with. Yeah. But, okay. He was last seen alive on September 15th. He wasn't reported missing until October 3rd. So they they actually were looking for, he had, the, way, the reason why they went looking for him is because they were issued a warrant for his arrest on several counts of violating a protection order after he allegedly made several unwanted attempts to reach an unnamed woman. Yes. It's not good. Also, right? had a long and strange, bizarre criminal history. In yes. 2018, uh, he had charges for allegedly attempting to entice a 12-year-old girl who was trying to sell a swimsuit on Facebook. <laughs> God, I just, uh, I don't even know what that attempting to entice means. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I don't know if it's just like, eh, like caramel. <laughs> like, I don't know. Or like, and then he was charged with resisting arrest for kicking police officers when they tried to detain him for allegedly assaulting another man. But again, this He's still a man. He is still a man. I. (laughs) (laughs) He is still a man. So here's the thing. So the day after Andrews was last seen, Norfolk police received a call from a resident inside an apartment building who claimed they heard mysterious screams. The resident reported that he heard a man yelling for help and that it appeared to be coming from the first floor. And by the time the police arrived, according to them, screams stopped. Problem solved. I just. (laughs) It's one of those things. If it's, it's different, if it's a. (laughs) <laughs> I get it. Ignore it. Yeah. But you when it's I mean? help! 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 I'm in the <laughs> chimney. Help! Yes. <laughs> there are a series of allegations about me pending. Okay? There they are, but I will I, they are pending. <laughs> if you could please help. You know, Innocent until proven <laughs> guilty. I am an American help. Help. And so the guy was like Hmm. Is that, uh, must be uh, house settling. 
doors really get drafty this time of year. Yeah. Um, I, they believe Andrew's death was accidental. They're still investigating. And he was inside of the fucking chimney. And well, his bo- I, I, from what I remember, I, I seem to remember looking up chimney deaths a long time ago because, you know, every sure. once in a while you get a guy in a Santa suit. You know, they'd say it's an urban legend, but, but it's, it's, we've seen it happens. It. We've, we've seen, seen it happen. It. Yeah. Uh, and you also see, you know, burglars getting stuck in chimneys and so on and so forth. They discover what appear to be human shoes dangling from the shaft. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. chimney? Oh, my Why God. Was he, what was he doing? I'm sure chimney? he was trying to burgle. Yeah. He, he seems like he's it seems yeah. like an attempted burgle. Uh, that went terribly yeah, wrong, but it usually, didn't go well. Usually, what happens is they suffocate. They don't starve to death. It's just the 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 angle that their body yes. usually gets stuck. And their arm in. gets like stuck underneath where their their lungs are, and yeah. then they can't breathe. And it was it might have been more like a hip, hip. Yeah, probably could be a hip, 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 hip. Like I, well, I might be coming from die. the next apartment building. I that, just don't want to die like this. I no, I don't think you can. I don't want to die like this. I don't. Marcus. I don't see a scenario in which you die like this. Man, Natalie made fun of me because we're going on a little vacation mm-hmm. and there was like, this thing that was, it looked cool. It was like an ATV like driving experience. Oh or yeah, whatever. I've done on those before in Mexico. Yeah. yeah they're it, awesome. It wants us to go over this like super, like with the Mexico's longest like bridge that's not solid. <laughs> not solid? You know what I mean? It's like a draw, whatever it's called. It's like oh, a, it's a draw. Oh, it's a like it's a Indiana rope. Jones and the Temple of Doom rope yeah, bridge. It's a carpet. That <laughs> she want. I was just like, no, I just we're all gonna die. No, we're all gonna die doing this. I don't want to die by an accident. It's the number one men, way that men die from thirty five to fifty is accident. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awful. And suicide. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? But it's yeah. just like, yeah, man, it's hard. It's, I don't want to die like that. No, I don't want to die like that <laughs> either. <laughs> I, I got to think about bridges, though. What? I hate bridges. Yeah, they freak me out. Yeah, yeah, sure. But footbridges, though, I'm fine with that. Why? I don't know. There's something about, because that's the thing about a footbridge is that I can hold on to it. And I know that there's nobody that's going to try to run me off of the bridge. But or, I mean, like, but I'm on a car on this bridge. Yeah, but then I'm also worried that I'm going to crash into other people that's on the bridge. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She just got my, she's so confident. Yeah. Natalie's just so confident and she loves danger. Yeah. Uh, And I really don't. I love danger as well. But that's the good thing is that we both married people that don't love danger. So it keeps us alive. Mm. So that way we can have our our love of danger tempered. Because Carolina and I are shockingly similar. Yes. You're, you're, you're. Isn't that great? Incredibly similar. It's like two of them. It took me years to figure it out. And when I did, it was a, it was a moment. You ever look across? (laughs) You're deep in the inflagrante, and you just see my face going, Marcus, what, what do you want to do this week? What's the episode you want to do this week, Marcus? Shockingly similar. So shockingly but similar. But not in body. <laughs> but, but my pussy's tighter. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're talking about your butthole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it is because if it's not, then you have a major problem. No, I am. I am sick. <laughs> All right, so we'll get into. We could do some heroes. Of the week. We can do a hero of the week if we want to. Sure, and we will, you fucker. All right, um, today's hero of the week, as it always should be. It's Goldie Hawn. <laughs> I, I believe that Goldie Hawn does not get called a hero anywhere near enough. I think she should. 
Yeah. All right. You know why? Because, yeah, she might have it all figured out and she might have the cheekbones of a preemie because she's filled with the stem cells of dead children. Yeah, she is. All right. But incredible. Yeah. That's what makes her young, vibrant. She's still she's still got a gun iron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's she's approaching. She's approaching Lady Grim on phase. She's looking good. <laughs> I think she looked good. I think she dialed it back. Yeah. She's seven or seven years old, and she recalled going to sleep in a friend's car after a dance rehearsal in West Covina, California, where she heard a high-pitched sound. <laughs> yep. And the reason why she gets Hero of the Week is because she continued to be a very famous person after this. <laughs> right? It, it did not ruin her life. It did not. She prompted her to look out the window, and she said, I saw these two, three triangular-shaped hats. They were silver in color, slash for a mouth, tiny little nose, no ears. They were pointing at me, <laughs> pointing at me in the car as if they were discussing me. That was like, it was like I was a subject, and they were droning. <laughs> and then Han remembers feeling paralyzed. And I didn't know if it was real or not. Real. I didn't know if it was real or not real. And finally, I burst out of it. I was like bursting out of a forest field. And of course, I go back to all the kids and stuff. And I went, oh, my God. I think I made contact with outer space. I mean, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I do love that you give her your L.A., like, L, like old L.A. woman voice. Like, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. The longer I live here, the more I come to just love that voice. It's just the top lip doesn't fully <laughs> touch. <laughs> but yeah. I saw these two. I went right. to what I consider the most beautiful place I've ever seen. <laughs> I was happy. I was calm. It felt so beautiful. It was so weird, but I felt kind of at home. I got emotional. <laughs> I got shot. <laughs> get, get those tear ducts working in overtime. I know you got some left. You got some left. All right. And then I said, I don't understand, but I have an experience once that I had to do with maybe being visited by someone. All right, I'm on. Yep. And so she saw aliens. She wasn't afraid to say it. They touched her face. Mm -hmm. They touched my face. <laughs> and it felt like the finger of God. That's great. It was the most benevolent, loving feeling, according to Goldie Hawn. It was powerful. She was filled with light. Filled with it. And honestly, I feel like that's incredible. It is. Because she came back. She saw her experience. She went to go see crop circles after that. And she loved it. She said, we got to the spot. And then, by God, I was standing on this hill, looking down over a valley. And it was so dark. That was exactly the spot of my dream. And a crop circle of just a heart. Wow. And they are fake. <laughs> but they are in spirit, right? And now I'm freaking out. <laughs> I have collected hearts my whole life. That's what my mom collected. Mom hearts. collected hearts, and then she collected birds, and then it was witches, and then it was pelicans, and then it was snowmen. Wow. They're all different types, waves of, of tchotchkes. Yeah, yeah, that's a really bizarre mix. And I said, I have done everything with hearts, and I look at this, and I thought, I don't, I don't know anything. But if this is a sign, I'll take it. I'll a sign of what? I don't know. Work's coming. That's how I view it. I mean, no, it's it's pretty incredible. She she was brave to tell her story. She really was. There's not a lot of people that want to hear these stories because they're afraid of being shaken out of their fucking paradigms. Well, she's I mean, she's 77 at this point, and I believe that now talking about your alien experiences are far more accepted than they once were. Like if she was talking about this like right after she was in Overboard, 
mm. like people would have they would have committed her. It might at the time, yep. Yeah. Yeah, at the time it would I do think that it's true. That it, it has it has truly changed. Because we can't talk about it more. People used to be truly shamed. Oh, very much so. For being remotely involved with aliens at all. And then uh, I mean, I don't think it helps anything. No, it doesn't. But she also wasn't using like the largest platform. She was no. guesting on Apple Fitness Plus. Yes. It's her podcast or is this a show? This is somebody else's podcast. This is somebody else's podcast. But that's why time, it's called Time to Walk. I think technically we have now, we are the big news. The podcast? Like we're the main news source that is broadcasting this story. Oh God. Yes, yeah, we so are. So we just did it. So, hey, Goldie, I want to hear from you. Side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com, please. I, I want to hear more stories. What what has Kurt seen? <laughs> well, are they? I thought they weren't together anymore. I thought they weren't together. I thought that they, I thought, I think they separated. What? I think they separated. No. I think they separated. No. I think it was a few years ago now. Top saying. Nearly 40 years later, the snatched actress and the Hateful Eight star are still going strong. Wow. Wow. Who is I, I thinking him of? With all my, all of my heart. <laughs> I I will never leave him because he is still, every day, he gives me little gifts. <laughs> and he just gives me, he just about the support and about the years of being together. And there's something about being with them. And without long, you become their best friend. <laughs> Was it Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins that I'm thinking they of? They did split, but they never got married. Oh, which is the key. We made the mistake. But you know what? I'm keeping Natalie with me. Yeah. That's what she doesn't want. <laughs> the lockdown. The, the reverse lockdown. Not the one that they used to talk about in the 50s. <laughs> now no, it's no. the men locking no. down the women. Oh, uh, She is free physically. Yes. Yeah, she can leave. But legally. Well, no, psychologically. <laughs> I got her stuff under where meds are. We're ready for some listener emails. Let's do it. There we go. Man, we got so many emails about people fucking stuffed animals. Yeah, we really did. And I almost feel like most of them are... And one of them... They're not even really repeatable. And one of them... Yeah, the one that wasn't repeatable, that was absolutely just... to turn my stomach, was from Haskell, Texas. Is that the guy who ripped his penis open on the mattresses? No, that's a different... No, this was the guy that would steal his family member's clothing and mm. he would come into the clothing yeah, then and, then his, and then he... Well, he kept he kept putting him in a bag under his bed and mm. then he finally decided once his family started to notice that clothes were going missing and specifically soft and silky clothing was mm. going missing, he tried throwing it out into a dumpster yeah, oh, uh, yeah, and yeah. then his mom caught him, uh, throwing yeah. it out and she opened up and she looked in it and she saw what it was and yeah. then... They never talked about it ever again. That's the only way to handle that. Interesting thing. Interesting fact. Haskell, Texas, like 10 miles from where I grew up. Tracks. It's like, <laughs> tracks, like, it's, like ten, it. it's like 10 miles from, uh, from yeah, it's where my uh, sister-in-law went to high school. See, I, it really does. I, I'm upset. Yeah. 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 But I don't know if he grew up there. No, I mean, I, I, I don't know if he grew up there. I don't, I don't, he may have just moved there. God knows why you would, but maybe he I, did. There's no way he moved there. <laughs> there's literally no way. There. Haskell is a little more vibrant. I mean, Rochester's like dead and dying. I mean, they lost like 200 people. Uh, but uh, I think Haskell is like standing at a steady 3,500 and they've been there for a long time now. Yeah, stalwart. <laughs> and I am glad that they are there and I guess not here. Yeah, they have a, they have a pretty good Mexican food restaurant, Rod Ooh. Rodriguez Inn. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah good, incredible. Good, good burritos. Good, good bump. Yeah, good bump for Rodriguez. And yeah, go check it out. Yeah, go drive it's good to there for some reason. Yeah, yeah, go go drive. Yeah, go go get some good Tex-Mex. Okay. All right, here's a story about Tiny Tim. I work pest control in downtown Minneapolis, and the place where Tiny Tim died, the Women's Club of Minneapolis, used to be one of them. I initially set them up, but was pulled out about a year. I pulled out about a year after I started there. 
The women's club is huge and old. My second visit, I spoke at length with the director who brought me to the bathroom for an issue. She said, you know, Tiny Tim died in here. My Tiny Tim knowledge ended at the first episode of SpongeBob, where Living in the Sunlight, Loving in the Moonlight is played. I said something along the lines of, oh, really? She continued on to say that, yes, it's true, and that sometimes at night, staff and members have been known to hear the strums of a ukulele, or a very phantasmal falsetto. I'll put this out of my mind. But once he was gone, I went to Tiny Tim's Wikipedia page and indeed confirmed he had a heart attack and died at a benefit hosted here. I believe he was mid-show. Well, this uh, email suggests something different. Now, I didn't think of that until early one morning around 1 a.m. I was working at the club. I was trying to get a handle on some pests in their theater down to the band pit when I heard what was distinctly a single string of a ukulele being plucked. Bing! It was almost the cartoony sound of a string being broken on the first strum. I poked my head out of the band pit, flashlight in hand, scanning towards the seats. I saw nothing. And checking and chalking up to the time of day, I went back to work. Five minutes later, I again heard the pluck of a ukulele. Is there a hipster from 2007 Brooklyn? Dear Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> Along with a faint falsetto voice going, Ah! Oh! Ah! That would be Tiny Tim Moore's up. More of a, I grabbed my bag and I ran to the theater immediately and headed to the kitchens on the other side of the building where the cooks would be preparing food for the homeless. I got a signature from the woman leading the crew because she was the only person of authority around and I left. The next day I came in to speak to the director and told her I think I may have met Tiny Tim the other night. She asked where and it said the theater next to the ballroom. She told me they have a lot of people meet Tiny Tim there because the night he died, he had really wanted to play in the theater, but due to the low attendance, they felt it would be a waste of time. And resources set it up. And that's an interesting wrinkle to that story. We got one more show. We got one more go. Well, because you always hear that Tiny Tim died while performing. performing, But according to this story and according to the, I mean, this is the straight poop from the ladies in Minneapolis. Yeah, this is the long poops. Yeah, this is the long poops. These women say that he never actually performed is that he, the reason why his ghost haunts the house, haunts the performance hall, because he never got to perform is that he did not die during a performance. He died at a gig. That makes me want to die. (laughs) Right? Because I can see it happening to us. Yeah. I don't want it to. The other listener email that we got that I definitely want to read. This might be my favorite one. Yes, yes, This might be my favorite side stories email that we've gotten so far since I started doing this show. And this is a tradition that I personally want. I personally want to one day continue it. And I hope that our listeners continue this. This is from a listener whose family... his. Their uncle created a wonderful tradition called the Christmas Vampire. I love it. (laughs) I wanted to share my family's Christmas tradition slash urban legend slash cryptid with y'all. My goal is to share this with as many people as possible so it can become a common Christmas tradition. Also, I feel this is right up y'all's alley. With that being said, here's the story. It was the holiday season and my sister and I were young, about five or six years old, and still believed in Santa. We were on this long car ride with my weird uncle, weird in the eccentric and fun way, and not in a drinks too much and has bad opinions kind of way. Nice. I'm ex- I'm the eccentric uncle. Refreshing. It's very nice. As it was a long car ride, my uncle said to us, hey, you heard of the Christmas vampire? And when we said no and asked him to explain, he elaborated with, Christmas vampire is obviously a vampire that rides around with Santa. He comes to your house when everyone is sound asleep. He 
<laughs> he then bites your neck and he drinks your Sprite and then he leaves. <laughs> I love him. Now, being kids, we didn't even question this and it soon became a story in our family that we passed down to all the other kids. Every kid in the family believes in the Christmas vampire. So now it's become a tradition that on Christmas Eve, we leave out milk and cookies for Santa, carrots for the reindeer, and a bottle of cold Sprite for the Christmas vampire. I love it. And while all the kids are asleep, we take a red Sharpie and put two dots on their necks. Then someone drinks the Sprite and punctures the bottle with scissors to make it look like fang bites. <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas morning, the kids wake up and check their necks in the mirror to see if the Christmas vampire showed. That's, that's incredible. Awesome. That's incredible. I want to do it. I want to do the Christmas vampire. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you got to really prime the kids. The kids got to be into spooky stuff. Yeah. you got. But honestly, you know, get them into it. Yeah. Get, this is a good gateway. It's it like, no, no, the Christmas them. vampire isn't evil. He comes and he samples your blood because he likes to know what good boys and girls taste like. That's it. He's just curious. Yeah. You can't say taste like, though, because that makes it really creepy. No, not unless you say he's not saying he's sucking your little penises. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's blood. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the good little girls and boys can get vampiric powers if they're good. Yeah, you get yeah, you get turned into ha. Uh, that's sad too. Yeah, vampiric powers. Yeah, you just yeah, now you're chained to this. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's temporary just nice. Yeah, he's maybe, drinking Sprite. Yeah, he's drinking Sprite. No, but he also drinks the blood because they get put the two little red dot marks on their neck. They should also just leave out blood. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking sweet. Yeah, leave out a big bucket of blood and they're like right in the middle, like right next to their bed. So that's the first thing they step into in the morning. God, yes. Yeah. That's This is important. That's why you got to live every day. All right. Dressing up as a Christmas vampire and keeping it alive 365, 24-7. Be a Christmas vampire. Yeah, right. Show up, drink people's Sprite. Talk about how Santa Claus ain't cutting the fucking mustard. Yeah. Right? And you can love the fact that everyone's going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you? What is that? It's hyper specific. I've never heard of that before. And you're like, this is new. Oh, I know how you do it. Is that how you explain it to the kids? You say, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I know. Like, Santa Claus has a lot to do he does. on Christmas. He has so much to do the on Christmas. Christmas vampires got to be there. The, well, that's the thing is that sometimes Santa has to ask Halloween for help. Absolutely. And so he calls up the Christmas. We've seen he, that movie. We've seen that movie. And he has to call up the Christmas vampire to come help him. Because he goes in, works at night. Yeah. Just like Santa. And then, you know what you'll do? You'll laugh your way to the fucking bank, sell a new merch. Yep. IP. Yep. All right, that's the whole thing. Now you got the whole thing. You got that on lockdown. You're the first person to do the Christmas vampire thing. Mm -hmm. That's fucking incredible. Yeah, it really is. So we got to give we got to give credit to uh, whoever it was that sent in this email. Thank you for the Christmas vampire. Thank you. Thank you very much. We that appreciate it. That was so it. good. So go and check out our new comic book that's out there. It's fucking wreaking havoc. Uh, Rampage. Operation Sunshine is available at your local comic book store. And also go take a look at the last comic book in the left, volume four. Mm. I believe that is still up for order. And we're going to have a new coffee line. Yes, we're saying it. We're, so having, next week. we're having a new coffee line. Check out Spring Hill Jack Coffee. Keep an eye on the page. We're going to be talking about a new blend. New blend. New blend. There is nothing you like better than new blend. You love new blends. I love new blends. I love new blends. Bye, Marcus. Bye, Henry. Hail Satan. Hail Gene. Hail me. You dirty fuckers. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
Suffering from aches and pains? The all-new Tempur-Pedic Adapt Mattress eases your pressure points all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets at TempurPedic.com. Select adjustable mattress sets only. Lesser savings may apply. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 